You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, gals, how everybody doing? Your host, Jeff Lloyd. I do apologize, uh, obviously, you know, off the map, off the beaten path, so to speak, for a couple of days last week. Um, Wi-Fi issues in the house, outside the house, inside the house. Um, and imagining a 13 and a half year old girl and an almost 12 and a half year old daughter in the house trapped in a pandemic with no accessibility to Netflix other than their phones. And God knows the screen wasn't big enough to watch it on, but we powered through, uh, we survived, we made it. Um, so which brings me back here to you, uh, as we'll continue to roll on through delivering Cleveland Browns news here, uh, getting started here on this week, in the middle of June here. Um, on Locked on Browns. Uh, first, some personal news. Um, as some of you may have saw towards the end of last week, um, I was, I've was i been presented with an opportunity with Pro Football Network. Pro Football Network is now going to start developing into team-specific pages. Um, some talks with those guys last week, and it's going to come to that I am going to be the managing editor for the Cleveland Browns page over there. It's an opportunity I'm looking forward to. I'm excited about. I've had opportunities like this in the past uh, to do these types of things. Just didn't maybe necessarily feel right, or I just wasn't ready, or it just didn't come to pass then, obviously. Um, This opportunity, I'm very excited about. Um, I'm a big fan of Pro Football Network, the team they've assembled, um, talking with them, the vision they have, um, the growth that they have, you know, accumulated in such a short, short amount of time. Um, An opportunity like that, that like this doesn't come without you guys, um, without the support of Locked On Browns, without you know the support my social media presence has developed through you guys and you know the fan you you being fans of the show and being with me since I took over you know early early in 2017 um, you know full time with Cleveland Browns coverage um, it gives me another outlet to pursue another outlet to just pers- uh, punch out Browns information week in week out. Uh, you'll be getting probably you know three pieces a week from me starting. Uh, our tentative launch date will be for July first. Uh, you know, in the off season this time of year, you're getting you know three pieces a week from me. I, I've already been storyboarding, and I have you know things I want to you know I can probably do in a longer form. Maybe you know where it, something that you know can still be part of you know the podcast, but also can go down in a written form for those who appreciate that, who like that. Um, so you know I, I am excited. Um, you know I'll have you know other writers working with me. Um, obviously, you know once we get closer to the season, whenever that day does arise. Um, well, you know, you'll be getting more, obviously, you know, stuff during the week, you know, practice, etc. you know, pre post game type of stuff, you know, in written form, just an avenue, uh, just another avenue. And again, none of this would be possible without you guys, um, and the respect for the show and, and the growth that it has. So, you know, I thank you all for being here, um, which leads me to an opportunity like this. And basically, just a chance to spread my wings, spread my wings a little bit more, um, and expand into you know some other avenues of coverage. Um, it, again, and as far as the show, I'm not going anywhere. Lockdown Browns, still me. Um, I told you guys when I first started, I want to be sitting here talking about a Cleveland Browns playoff game. I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, that is still my goal. Uh, you know, I love doing the podcast. You know, for me, talking 
and you know just speaking through words is you know for me it's easier than writing uh you know i can write so i am looking forward to that um but this me and the baby here and lockdown browns and you know me and pete getting together for as much as we do on this show and, and the other guests we had none of that is going to change but i did want to thank all of you um again an opportunity like that does not come through without all of you guys um over the weekend you know baker mayfield um and the kneeling um look uh if this is something that you're not a fan of, I've got news for you. This NFL season, I will be shocked. I will be stunned if not every member, player, staff, personnel, anybody who's on these sidelines, if they are not kneeling. This is how serious the situation is. This is how seriously the situation is being taken by players, by teams, by front offices. It's, you know, oh, it's a brotherhood. It's a bond. Um, you know, for those of you, oh, well, I don't like this from Baker Mayfield. I, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen throughout the league. Um, and usually you know the people who have the problem with it. You usually know what their age is. Um, you know, older, you know, we're talking about 23, 24, 25-year-old young men who for most of them, you know, they've grown in unison, race, you know, race is mixed and not an issue, you know, white, black, none of it mattered. Um, but there still are certain instances, there still are certain folks who don't want to see this grow in new harmony, where this country all comes together as one, where it doesn't matter what your religion is, it doesn't matter what your race is, everybody is viewed the same way, everybody is viewed equally. And I'm going to tell you right now, the NFL players, this is completely serious. You know, I've, I've messaged with a couple of guys here. This is very strong for them. Um, you know, they, they want equality and it's not so much within the league. You know, athletes, you know, usually converge pretty well. And, you know, if you get to this point, you know, in your athletic career where you're a pro, you've you've been through this, you know, you've played with, if you're a black guy, you've played with white kids. If you're a white kid, you've played with black kids. You've learned how to, you know, learn about each other and essentially not see race. Um there, obviously, and we've seen this is is still a problem in this country. The NFL is going to <clears throat> go to attack this and you know try to get their point across, get their feelings across, where it's easier for everybody um, to understand and see. And this is going to be, and it's going to be throughout all sports. It's going to be an equality thing. Everybody, you know, it wants to work for this. Everybody wants to try and make a difference and get these points across. Started years ago with Colin Kaepernick. Nobody really, you know, there were people who didn't understand it then, and you know, those people probably haven't changed. Um, but it, this is going to happen, you know, and it's probably going to be every member of you know the Cleveland Browns during the national anthem. Again, you know, if it's something you're against as far as the national anthem disrespecting the flag, that's not the message. And sometimes when your want for change is so great, you go to extreme measures. And that's where this comes into, this whole kneeling. If it's not for you and you're going to continue to complain and whine and whine, you know, and I'm not going to watch, you know, you're probably still going to watch. Um, don't tell on yourself. Um, do you, you know, even if you're older, you have children, you have grandchildren, you you want a better world for them. I know I certainly do. I want a better world for my two daughters where everybody is viewed equally and none of this is an issue going further. So that's going to happen. So just be ready for it. If you're going to get all aggravated and agitated, start to get that out of the way now because this is happening. It's not going to change. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Right now, go to Built Bar and you will now get 
ready for this? 50% off of your purchase. Built Bar right now is overstocked. They are going to slash prices, half price, 50% off. Eight flavors with chocolate and nut flavors. Eight chocolate nut-free flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is, a gr is great for the health-conscious guy. La lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs in mint brownie, which I tell you all the time is one of my favorite. 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get 50% off right now your first order uh, when you go to BuiltBar.com, Built Bar is going to give these proceeds away. They're going to give, you know, some need, some change in this country. Built Bar is in. So right now, while Built Bar is overstocked, get yourself a hell of a great deal. Snap me a picture. Show me you bought some. 50% off. BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on. We are going to recap here now obviously there was an NFL Players Association meeting today um Tony Pauline uh, over at Pro Football Network soon to be one of my new colleagues um Tony did a fantastic job with Pro Football Network today kind of taking you through what was about a 40 to 45 minute call conference call with the Players Association about where the league is um as far as the, where we are in the middle of the offseason as we are in the summer now, you know, what's going to be going on, how things are going to be handled once players can return to the facilities, um, mini camps, OTAs. Um, these these were never going to happen, guys. Uh, I know Pete Smith wrote a story about this the other day. It was a pipe dream, um, and it was it was lip service. It was nice to, say, nice to say and try to keep everybody focused. You weren't going to risk it for an OTA. You weren't going to risk it for mini camps. Um, you can get these Zoom sessions in. You can The players can learn the playbook that way. Um, they got, pros are pros. Uh, if the playbooks are written correctly, these guys, whenever they are able to get out on the field together, there shouldn't be issues. Um, you know, th these things are going to be, you know, obviously the playbooks are written to the letter as far as assignment, what you're looking for, as far as, you know, what may audible, as far as, you know, maybe you need to get, uh, you know, two steps outside, two steps inside in a stance or whatever. All of this stuff, you know, that's being learned. That's not changing. That is going on through these Zoom calls. So, you know, they will let the players that protocols for how to proceed will be developed within the next 30 days. So from here, now what is our next? Our next thing would now be start talking about training camp. Um, one of the issues you are possibly looking at within the NFL as far as if fans can't come to games this year, um, you were talking about, you know, three-plus billion dollars of lost revenue if fans can't be in the seats and states like Florida and Texas and some of these states where they it, it wasn't a big thing early. They never really tried to shut down. They never really tried to understand the fact that, you know, being aggressive and by being aggressive meant being safe. Um, you look, folks, where most of you live within the state of Ohio. Your leadership did a fantastic job. Your state of Ohio was shut down before where I live in New Jersey. I I was in one of the biggest danger zones for this virus out of you know any of these states in this entire country. Your state of Ohio, your leadership said, you want to know what? We're not even going to roll the dice. 
we're not even going to get to this situation. We're going to get ahead of it, and we're just going to shut it all down now. And as you're starting to see in Ohio, you know, we'll see within the next week or so where Ohio is with possible numbers, whether or not they are increasing as far as COVID cases. But you're looking at the Texas's of the world. You're looking at Florida where folks didn't adhere so much and, you know, just kind of, ah, well, it's not going to get to hear a virus like this. Look, guys, if it made it all the way across from China to Europe to the United States, it was only a matter of time before it was going to trickle down to every area of the um, United States. And we're now seeing this now and, you know, to Florida, to Texas, all the health workers down there, you know, our thoughts and prayers with you as you guys continue to fight this. And now it is at the highest that you've seen, you know, God bless you, uh, do great work and hopefully you all get to stay safe. Um, but getting back to this, the NFL Players Association states that a season without fans would be a three plus billion dollar loss of revenue, which would impact the salary cap in 2021. Probably significantly. Um, this may be some reason why the urgency of getting Miles Garrett done now, just getting that baby put to bed, is so you know something that the Browns seem really, really eager on doing right now. Because of this possibility, uh, the Players Association is preparing for a potential drop in the 2021 salary cap due to this massive of lost revenue uh, for what could be coming from the 2020 NFL season. One of the issues you're going to have once players start coming back to the building, um, conversations centered on players who may have pre-existing conditions and are more vulnerable to the effects of contracting COVID. If a player is in such such a situation, what are they going to be able to do as far as the 2020 season? Are they even going to be able to play? Um, uh, you know, are they even going to be allowed into buildings? What will be the ramification for you know for said type of player? Um, example maybe would be you know. Uh, a player who carries a sickle, sickle cell trait. Maybe there's guys, you know, who have asthma. It could just be as crazy as that. You know, guys who use inhaler, maybe have compromised lungs. These could be issues for these folks. Um, and the question is, how are you going to handle, um, you know, these players? How are the players going to handle it themselves? You know, putting themselves in a situation where they could, you know, contract something as significant as, co- you know, coronavirus. And if you are, you know, somebody with, you know, in, in you know, a compromised immune system, you know, whether you carry the sickle cell trait or even something as simple as asthma, is it okay for you to put yourself into the situation? This is all stuff that people have been talking about. The NFL has been on this type of stuff since March. Um, so that stuff, you know, it's going to have to be thought about. And, you know, sometimes you may see some players just say, look, it's just not in the best cards for my me right now. It's not in the best interest for me or my family. It's stuff we're going to have to see and it's stuff we're going to monitor and we'll see how it plays out in the next 30 to 60 days as we hopefully get, gravitate towards what would be a normal beginning to a 2021 NFL season. Um, what do you do about, you know, free agents who are still free agents? You know, this late in the process, there's not many names left, obviously. Um, some big names out there, some lesser names out there. Where are they right now? Player physicals are still a major, major issue. And this is coming again from Tony Pauly and Pro Football Network. Some teams have disallowed players getting physicals at the office of a team doctor and mandate the team doctor must perform these physicals at the team facility. This is not a broad brush rule, rather a team by team mandate. So, you know, some teams say, hey, look, we'll take the word. Other teams, look, and this also may have to do with how much you're investing in a said player. Jadavian Clowney may be primarily one of those where you're talking about $15 million for a player. You want to be 100% sure. So you may just not sign off on a third-party doctor as much as you're gonna you would if the guy was signing a one-year, $1.1 million deal. Different, different folks there. On a related note, uh, there's a serious concern about ex- existing free agents and their inability to work out for teams. 
participate in mini camps and take their physicals. The bottom line is there is no fix for veterans still in the market. In fact, teams are currently prohibited from bringing in free agent players for an examination or even an interview. Players are still not allowed in facilities. And so to sign them to a contract, sell them on your team, sell them on your franchise, you can't do that face-to-face right now, actually, you know, without it being a Zoom call. Uh, so, you know, something still can concern. Uh, these players are fi- When are these players going to finally be able to sign some contracts? The NFL Players Association is looking hard at digitally signing them to minimize the face-to-face contact. But you, you've got players here now, and you, you just don't know where they're at and you, with the future of when they actually think there could be football. So it's obviously, you know, again, guys, this is a day-by-day, week-by-week, month-by-month thing as, you know, the, the NFL and everybody sees everything that's going on with Major League Baseball and even the NBA here. I mean, this is the one advantage that the NFL has is they are still two and a half months away from their product taking, you know, basically taking to the streets, so to speak. But it's still something, and it's and it's a big, big, major, major concern. Um, what are the NFL teams and headquarters going to do once players are actually starting to come back to the building? Um, and how are you, you know, first things first, these guys are going to be tested. Uh, so the goal is fitting football into the virus, not vice versa. One part of this includes the development of face shields for players to wear as a way to stop the transmission of the virus. We'll see how that works. Obviously, that is still a work in progress as well. Um, is also the NFL players also involved in a joint task force with the league for both viral and antibody testing. They are expecting a 90% chance of a legitimate saliva test being ready by the time training camps open, which would be about five weeks from now, everybody. The plan as of now is to have everyone, players, coaches, staff, everyone, be tested once they return to the team facility. Even if they were tested a day before, they will be tested again upon returning to the team facility. There is a speculation that everyone will be tested every three days. Um, Roster sizes. You know, the question, maybe you can go to camp with 95 players this year to give you, you know, some coverage in case you get somebody who's sick and they'll be gone a minimum of two weeks if somebody tests positive for coronavirus. One of the drawbacks, though, with this, with 95 players in there in camp, what would be one of the drawbacks, guys? A lot more possibility for folks to get sick. There are going to be more people around. One person, you know, picked up something somewhere. Now you're out at practice, 95 players, 20-something staff, front office, everybody there. People just working the practices for the team. A lot more people, a lot more greater risk. The conference call took about 45 minutes and covered a variety of topics. Everybody would want answers yesterday, but due to the fluid situation, there are few concrete answers. There were no dates offered as to when the camps would open or when announcements would be made as to the opening of camps. So again, a wait-and-see approach. Most interesting was obviously the 2021 salary cap issue, which could be a a significant, significant downfall from what was originally supposed to be the 2021 salary cap, where we talked about this for weeks, where it looked like it was going to be a huge, beautiful prime number. Maybe, probably not so the case now if we can't get uh, asses in the seats in the stadiums come September. Um, the uh, significant chance the salary cap, again, is going to be significantly lower. There's also a major concern about the remaining free agents on the market, especially the veteran guys. Will they get signed? Can they get signed? When's it going to happen? Again, a wait-and-see approach here. All of this, again, from Tony Pauline, a new colleague of mine over at the Pro Football Network. Uh, Tony did a fantastic job here. Uh, if you want to go ahead, go check out Pro Football Network, and you can get 
all the latest information from Tony, a uh, you know, full written piece on that. He did a fantastic job covering that conference call today. We got a little bit more coming here on Locked On Browns. I've got uh, my most underrated player that nobody seems to be talking about on the defensive side of the ball that could be a significant force for the Browns in 2020 and going further. More coming along here on Locked On Browns with your host, Jeff Lloyd. Chain stores have different prices for pro... For, for professional parts for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com has it what they are on the market and will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com will come in here. RockAuto.com is a family business serving, serving auto dealerships and repair shops uh, for body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine parts, Engine control modules for your classic or daily driver get you everything you need. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remains the the choice brands, specifications, and prices vary. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always, always fair and low. Spend up to twice as much for the same parts? No. Go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com. They will search the country for you. They will find you the parts that your car will need to last for its entirety, as long as you don't wrap it around a tree, people. Amazing selection, reliably low-priced. Go to rockauto.com and be sure and tell them the folks at Locked On sent you. If everybody has not heard of Kent Platty, um, you know, on Twitter, at MathBomb, uh, Kent does a fantastic job with analytics and profiles uh, you know, as far as taking you know folks' athletic you know athletic ability, measuring it, measuring it against every one of their constituents over the years, and what they look like on paper as far as athlete size, all of that stuff. Um, I've talked about Port Augustine. Um, I think Port Augustine, defensive end, second year at USC. I think he is somebody that is being extremely, extremely underrated here. Now you look at this front office, the analytic driven. Um, you know, and, and most of these guys that were drafted in the 2020 draft class, uh, really, really athletic guys. And, you know, this shows with a guy like Port Augustine, his, uh, from Kent Plowdy, he uses the RAS system, you know, hashtag RAS, relative athletic score. Uh, you know, so Port Augustine, you're looking at a vertical, uh, you're looking at a vertical jump of 35 and a half inches. You are looking at a broad jump of 10 feet, a sub seven second three cone drill, which obviously it's it's one of the most effective ways to show a pass rusher and how they can get around the corner, their bendability and things of that nature. Impressive numbers all around from Port Augustine there. A 40 of 469, 10 yard split of 1.63, all really, really impressive. 31 reps on the bench press. Just a really, really athletic guy here, and now in his second year here, he's going to get to work with you know any any number of veterans in front of him. Whether it is a Miles Garrett, whether it's Olivier Vernon, maybe it's Jadavian Clowney and Adrian Claiborne, he's going to learn a lot. And he'll have some great, great influences on him as to what you know learning the position. Um, one of the things, Port Augustine started to play more of a traditional defensive end role in his senior year at USC. He only got to play six games, obviously injuries, and it was part of his last two years at USC. He, he going into his final year at SEC, was viewed as a top 35, top 50 prospect. There were a lot of people that were really, really high on Port Augustine transitioning to a defensive end role through, through six games in his 2018 season with USC. Seven and a half sacks, in six games, 10 tackles for loss in six games. Now you figure what, six games, you would double that by 12. You're talking somewhere near 15 sacks. You're talking 20 total tackles for loss, 
Very, very impressive numbers. Porter Gustin on the defensive side of the ball is probably the one name people are not spending enough time talking about. So everybody keep in mind of him. We're going to watch how Porter Gustin works out this summer. Um, and the thing is, he's a workout guy. He, he you know, loves a weight room, you know, loves putting in the effort. Um, he's going to be given a, you know, a prime opportunity here and obviously doesn't make anything uh, seeing as whether you know the Browns basically just picked him up the sh- picked him up off the street in the middle of the season last year um, got his feet wet a little bit you know got some playing time Porter Gustin could be a serious serious contender for some playing time for the Cleveland Browns in 2020 as they look to add to the depth at that defensive end position along with that defensive line position you know the NASCAR package could be a thing here with the amount of defensive ends they have so just all things to look at and obviously with a player like Sheldon Richardson who can play inside or outside on that defensive end. So here we are um, to this point here. You know, I, I got to mention some news, uh, you know, big opportunity for me. Again, thank you guys. Opportunities like this do not come without the, you know, loyal listeners of Locked On Browns. Um, we went through the NFL uh, Players Association conference call. Um, you know, a lot to take from that um, as far as, you know, where it's at. And, you know, look, it was a 45-minute call and a lot. You know, normally these things are done 15, 20 minutes, yada, yada, yada. Here's the latest things. Maybe it's a rule change, bing, bang, bang. This is, I mean, this was just deep because this is talking about just trying to get back into the facilities before we can even talk about, you know, even kicking off training camp. So a lot from that. Some talk on Port Augustine. Um, fantasy folks, locked on NFL fantasy. Go ahead. Make sure you check that out. Those guys are doing a great job there. Um, it's one. It's funny, you know, for us, it's difficult to do shows, you know, because, you know, everybody, you know, you have to think in the back of your head about where the season is at. These fantasy folks, they don't stop. It is fantasy 24-7, 365 days a year. So if you're one of those guys, go ahead, check out Locked On NFL Fantasy uh, and get your fix and your fill over there. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Make sure you follow me, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd underscore Lloyd. Make sure you are following at Locked On Browns, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-B-R-O-W-N-E-N-S. Locked On Browns, always follow back account. DM's always open. Uh, myself as well. The DMs are always open for anything you got here you know, to jump into the show. Questions you may have, ideas. We're always looking for them this time of year. Also, please, if you could, please go to at Browns PFN, Browns Pro Football Network. Uh, that will be my baby. That's where we're starting. Hoping for a launch date of July 1st. That is our tentative date as of now. Appreciate everybody. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.